This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I don't sing. I don't dance. I don't do those anymore. Anything I don't show. You won't try here anymore. Amber, 30, sits in Terminal B at LaGuardia Airport on the phone with Bradley, 33. She's waiting to board a plane to visit Jeffrey, 34, a New York-based orthopedic surgeon who has already flown to his home state of Florida. He's staying in his family's second home, an apartment in Miami's Venetian Islands. Amber is nervous. I've only been out with Jeff twice. You went on two dates with that Nashville girl a few months ago, and then visited her, and then that didn't shake out so well. Yeah, it was a fucking disaster, but only because she was emotionally deficient. It didn't have anything to do with my trip down there. That part was great. My trip down there was like the only fun time I had with her. But that didn't deter you, right? I heard you're seeing a girl in Seattle now? Wait, what do you mean you heard? Who told you that? I... I video chatted with a girl in Seattle a couple times because she thought she was going to move to New York, but then she moved to Chicago, so it fizzled out. Yeah, that sucks. So you think this is a good idea? I need this weekend to be worth it. I took off a day from work to make this weekend happen, and since I just got this job, I was really nervous to do that. Why are you guys hanging out in Miami at all? We met him in New York. He's from Miami, and his family is loaded, so they have a couple places down there. Plus, he's doing some kind of doctor trip in Havana next week, and you can only fly to Cuba from Miami. So he asked me to come down there for a bit before he goes. Well, then, sure, it's a good idea. What do you have to lose? You go down there, you get a tan, you eat some Cuban food, you have a good time. You seem pretty nice, and, you know, you said he's loaded, so he'll probably treat the whole weekend. Worst case scenario, you get a vacation out of it. You're never this positive about my dating life. (laughs) Listen, I'm on your side, and so you'll either have a good time, which makes me happy... Or you'll come back with a disaster story, which also makes me happy. Okay, we're boarding. I'll talk to you next week. Amber boards her flight and takes an anxiety pill, still nervous, but excited to see Jeffrey when he picks her up at the airport. The numbing effects of the anxiety pill allow Amber to drift to sleep. She's later roused to consciousness by a flight attendant asking her to bring her seat to an upright position during the plane's descent. On the tarmac, she switches her phone off airplane mode and is alerted by two voicemails from Jeffrey. Amber, I hope you get this before you take off, but if you don't, I can't make it to the airport to pick you up. But don't worry about a thing. I'm going to have a car waiting for you. So keep an eye out for the driver at the baggage claim. He should have uh, your name on the sign. Cute, right? All right. See you soon. Hey, Amber, so I wasn't able to get you a car. It was two last minute, I guess. But text me when you land, and I'll order you an Uber. Hey, Jeff. I landed. Can't wait to see you. About to get off the plane. I just brought a carry-on, so I should be outside soon. Let me know what car I should be looking for. Amber walks off the plane, toward baggage claim and the taxi pickup area. She waits outside for 10 minutes before receiving another text from Jeffrey. Hey, Uber app being weird on my phone. Get one and I'll reimburse. Address is 7126 Island Avenue, Miami Beach. That's less cute. 35 minutes later... Amber arrives at Jeffrey's family's two-bedroom, two-bathroom luxury apartment. Jeffrey opens the door and immediately begins aggressively kissing her. Hello! Hey, beautiful. I just couldn't wait to get my hands on you. Jeffrey pulls Amber in tight and begins kissing her again. Amber's eyes open when she hears footsteps in the apartment. 
she sees a middle-aged woman quickly wiping down a table in the living room. Um, let's wait until your cleaning lady leaves, okay? Nah, don't mind her. Pretend she isn't there. Jeffrey tries to pull Amber in for another kiss, but she gently resists. I'd really rather we wait. Really? Huh. I thought you'd be more excited to see me. I was excited to see you. I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah, okay. She probably won't be done for another hour or so, and I have a networking event I need to go into like 45 minutes, so I guess we'll just have to fuck after dinner. I thought we were going to your swim club today. Yeah, don't worry about a thing. I'm going to take you there, get you all set up, but I have to go to this event for like an hour max. So get changed real quick and I can get you into the club and then we'll meet up after. Jeffrey and Amber walk across the street to Jeffrey's swim club, which would be more accurately named if it were called a deluxe spa, hydrotherapy playground, or new-aged ashram. Jeffrey checks Amber in as a guest in the swimming pool area. He sits with her for two minutes, making idle chit-chat. Okay, I have to run, but I won't be long. Order whatever you want, and I'll take care of it all when I get back. Jeffrey kisses Amber, using more tongue than she's accustomed to in a public place in broad daylight, and leaves. Amber begins reading and laying out in the sun hoping that Jeffrey will return soon so that they can swim together. Thirty minutes pass, and she's too hot to wait any longer. After a short dip in the swimming pool, she orders a cucumber margarita and has a brief chat with a delightful elderly woman lying next to her. A short time later, she realizes that she has been at the swim club for an hour and a half. She orders a vegetarian wrap and another margarita, and strikes up a conversation with a young woman sitting nearby who's reading the same book. Book twins! So good, right? How far are you? I don't want to spoil anything. Christina, 25, looks as though she spends her days alternating between moisturizing her skin and running on the beach. Oh, I'm almost done. I read most of it in the airport before my flight, and I'm almost finished now. Where'd you fly in from? New York. I just moved here from New York. No way! How are you liking it down here? I love it. I miss the city a lot, but the weather down here is amazing, and I have an apartment that I can actually fit a queen-size bed in. It's great. Ugh, I bet. You look like you were born for Miami. (laughs) What do you mean? You're gorgeous. You're like my Pinterest board, but like, as a real person. (laughs) I love it. I'm stealing it. It's yours. Are you down here visiting family? I actually came down to visit a guy. Just a guy? Not your boyfriend? Exactly. We've only hung out a couple times before. Whirlwind romance. I love it. Yeah, I got in like literally a few hours ago. Hopefully it'll be fun. I'm sure it will be. What are you up to this weekend? Well, tomorrow night I have tickets to the Jay-Z concert. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm so excited. Today I'm hanging with my grandma. I should actually go make sure she's staying out of trouble. I'll see you around, book twin. (laughs) Bye. Amber lays out for another hour before Jeffrey finally arrives. Hey, hey. That took a bit longer than I thought. Yeah, I think it's been like three and a half hours. Nah, not that long. But anyway, get dressed. We've got dinner reservations in like an hour and a half and we can't be late. Okay, I ordered some drinks and a little food. No worries, no worries. I got it. Just get your things together and let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go! Jeffrey has decided that he and Amber will dine at a famous steakhouse in Miami Beach. The meal is delicious, but the conversation during it is stilted. The plates are cleared, and Amber looks at a dessert menu. To try to turn the conversation around, she says sweetly, I'm sad you didn't get a chance to hang out at the pool today. Me too, but I've got a whole day reserved just for you tomorrow. I'm not saying I had a bad time today. The club is nice. Oh yeah, it's great. I love it there. 
I've been having the best time since I got down here the other day. I actually wish I could come down here more often. Do you think you'd be able to get away from work enough to make that happen? No, not really. I've got a job where people actually count on me, so it's hard to get away. I totally understand where you're coming from. I try to get out of the city as much as possible, but it's hard. Right, but it's not really that hard for you to get away, is it? Well, yeah. I was actually really nervous to even take a day off to come down here. Yeah, but you just started. You're not essential there yet. And even if you were, it's not like the kind of work you do requires that you be there, you know? Jeff, my work is important. You know what? Never mind. I don't think I'm explaining what I'm trying to say well. Yeah, that's for sure. So, tomorrow we'll have lunch at the pool, then go back to my place, and we can have some afternoon fun up there. And then we'll see what kind of trouble we can get up to tomorrow night. That sounds good. Did you have anything in particular planned for tomorrow night? Nope. I was hoping you'd appreciate a spontaneous weekend, because this whole trip is spontaneous. So I figured we'd wing it. Okay. I'm sure it will be fun. There's nothing but fun down here. Don't worry about a thing. You love saying that. Saying what? Don't worry about a thing. You said it in a voicemail when you told me you couldn't make it to the airport to get me. I forgot to ask. What held you up? Oh, oh, uh, I just had to let the maid into the apartment. But then I had to get my own car anyway, so I really did have to worry about a thing. <laughs> You're being more of a brat than I expected you to be. Amber sits up straight in her chair. Did I do something wrong? You've seemed off since I got down here. And a little mean, actually. I don't know how you can say that. I set you up in my club all day. But you didn't come and get me at the airport, and then I didn't see you all day. Well, you're seeing me now, and I say we skip dessert so I can pay more attention to you back at the apartment. Amber gives Jeffrey a half-hearted smile, and the two depart the restaurant. Later at the apartment, they engage in a short and perfunctory lovemaking session. Afterwards, Jeffrey holds her for three minutes before falling asleep. Amber sneaks away to the lavatory and calls Erica, 29, her former roommate and best friend. Hey, Panda. Hey, I have to be kind of quiet. <laughs> Is he sleeping next to you? No, I'm in the bathroom. I feel like I might have made a mistake coming here. Why? What happened? I just feel like an afterthought here. He hasn't really paid any attention to me. Panda, is he actually not paying attention to you because you know how you get with guys that you like? No, I'm not being needy. Also, when we first hooked up, the sex was really fun and he was really attentive. We played around with my bondage tape and my bed restraints and he just seemed really into it and into me. Tonight it was like very impersonal and I wasn't really in the mood and kind of just did it because I felt like I should. So he just pumped away and kept asking me if I was going to come, but like, no, obviously his jackrabbit method wasn't going to get me there. Did you fake? No, I told him it wasn't going to happen, and then he finished like five seconds later. <laughs> well, maybe tomorrow will be better. What was he paying attention to instead of you today? He had some kind of networking thing today, which makes me wonder why he told me to come down today at all. Yeah, that's lame, but probably why he was so off. Nobody likes networking. I'm sure tomorrow will be better. <sighs> okay, I'll text you tomorrow. As Amber gets back in bed, she's greeted by Jeffrey snoring. Normally, she finds snoring men cute in a vulnerable sort of way, but the sounds emanating from Jeffrey's nose and throat are causing her distress. She pokes his shoulder, causing him to stir for a brief moment before the snoring resumes. She turns away from him, though it takes her a long time to fall asleep.
Mike, tell us about another Jabberjaw podcast. Well, Brad, this is the Mike Herrera Hour. It's about culture, travel, music, politics, tech, and finding the exception to any rule. Enjoying the now and examining the could-be futures. No rules. There are no rules to this podcast. He can talk about anything at any time. I have to say, it does not surprise me that Mike Herrera, formerly of MXPX, does not abide by any rules. Because that band, I never saw or heard. But I have heard of them, and they seemed like they were lawless. This podcast is uncensored and unedited. This is as raw as it gets. The show is perfect for new and old fans alike who want to enjoy a variety of topics and comic banter. So Brad, this show is for anyone and about anything. But it's also as raw as it gets, so you know Mike Herrera does not use condoms. I was going to say, wear a condom, Mike Herrera hour. The next day, Amber and Jeffrey go to the swim club together. Sitting poolside, Jeffrey texts and writes emails on his cellular telephone while Amber reads her book. I'm going to get in the water. Want to swim with me? Can you wait a few minutes? I'm really hot. I'm going to get in now. Fine, let's go. Amber feels optimistic for the first time since she arrived. For a time, she and Jeffrey connect emotionally and physically in the pool, playfully splashing and swimming. Jeffrey even carries Amber around the pool, partially submerged. But the fun is short-lived, as Jeffrey takes a short hiatus from the pool to put on his smartwatch. He re-enters the pool, but becomes distracted by emails, texts, and his inability to submerge his wrist. Amber begins to get frustrated. She gets out of the pool and returns to reading her book. She thinks about calling out to Jeffrey. But before that can happen, Christina sits down next to her. Hey, girl. Oh, hey. How was the rest of your day yesterday? Amber looks at Jeffrey. It was all right. Jeffrey looks at Amber and Christina and exits the pool to join them. And who do we have here? I'm Christy. Well, it's very nice to meet you, Christy. Christy and I met yesterday when I was on my own here. We were book twins. Well, I'll have to think of a way to thank you for being my stand-in. Did you come with your grandma again today? (laughs) Yeah, and I can't be away from her for long. I just wanted to say hi. Thanks for stopping by. Christina leaves Jeffrey and Amber to join her grandmother at an aerobics class in the fitness center. Wow. What? Does she live down here? Yes, why? She seemed cool. We should invite her to dinner. Yeah, that'd be fun, but she told me yesterday she has tickets to the Jay-Z show tonight. Damn, that's too bad. She was hot. You should get me your number so I can hang with her when I come down here. Why are you being gross? I was kidding. I feel like you had a better sense of humor in New York. I feel like you were a lot nicer in New York. Are you being serious right now? Don't be so dramatic. Before Amber can respond, Jeffrey receives a notification on his smartwatch and begins to panic. Are you okay? No, I'm fucked. My mom was supposed to FedEx me my passport, and it was supposed to arrive, but apparently it hasn't. I need to go figure this out. You're leaving? Yeah, I have to figure out where my passport is. Well, how long do you think that will take? I don't know. Okay, that sucks. I'm just going to leave my credit card with the bartender over there, so order whatever you want, and if I don't make it back before you want to go back to the apartment, just charge it to my card. Before Amber can respond, Jeffrey quickly wraps his towel around his waist, picks up his clothes and shoes, and walks swiftly towards the exit. Amber spends two hours alternating between reading her book and swimming in the pool. She orders two cucumber margaritas and a gin and tonic before deciding that she has had enough of the club. She goes to the bar to settle the tab with Alexander, 32, the most senior bartender at the club. Can I get you another drink? No, thank you. I'd like to close my tab. Sure. 
I just need a credit card or a membership number. My friend left his card with you. His name's Jeff. No problem. Just one more minute. Alexander turns to the register and looks through the credit cards he has on file. You said the name is Jeff? Yeah, Jeff or Jeffrey, one of those. I don't have any Jeffs here. Could it be a company card? I don't think so. Let me text him. Amber texts Jeffrey asking if the credit card might not have his name on it. He doesn't reply, so she calls him. Hello? Hey, it's me. The bartender says he doesn't have your card here. Did you use a company card, maybe? Oh, fuck that guy. He has the simplest job in the world, and you can't even do that right. Tell him that he needs to stop trying to fuck the waitresses and find the credit card. I'll make sure he's out of a job by the end of the day. I am not going to say any of that. That club is going downhill so fast. All the staff there are losers and liars. Okay, can you just help me out, though? Is there any chance you gave him a card that had a different name on it? I only have cards with my own name on them. Just make sure you get it back from those clowns. Jeffrey hangs up the phone. A bewildered Amber begins to feel a lump in her throat. Alexander notices her distress. Let me just check one more time. Maybe I missed it. As Alexander turns around, Amber receives a text message from Jeffrey that says, My card was in my back pocket. Pay for the tab and I'll pay you back. Ugh. Just use my card. He has his card on him. I'm so sorry about that. Okay. Are you alright? I'm fine. Amber is not fine. After paying the bill herself, she returns to the apartment. Before she opens the front door, she steals herself. She intends to confront Jeffrey about his behavior. Through the door, she can hear Jeffrey shouting. She opens the door. Jeffrey is on the phone. Why would you send me a passport through regular mail? I told you to FedEx it. Now some loser mailman is probably going to use my passport to steal my identity. Is everything all right? Jeffrey puts his finger to his lips to tell Amber to keep quiet. No, the tracking number you just gave me said it's here, but I don't have it, so clearly the mailman in Miami took it. Well, the best case scenario is that I didn't notice it with all the rest of the mail and threw it away. That's still your fault. It was so stupid to send it in the mail. Who are you talking to? My idiot mom. Amber rolls her eyes in disbelief that anyone would talk to their mother in such a tone. She puts her head in her hands and notices a passport on the floor under the coffee table. She holds it up so Jeffrey can see. Mom, I fucking found it. I'll talk to you later. Jeffrey hangs up the phone. Well, aren't you the little lifesaver? Jeffrey walks over to Amber, gently removes the passport from her hand, and then abruptly pulls her close to him. You uh, ready for some rough stuff? I'm all worked up. I need to let off some steam. I'm really not in the mood. You were so mean to your mom, and you left me completely high and dry at the club. Let's see if I can make you a little less dry now. Jeffrey pushes Amber down on the couch and reaches out to pull off her swimsuit cover-up. Jeff, stop! I don't want to right now. Jeffrey ignores Amber and tries again. Amber pushes him away and jumps up. This isn't a game, you ass! Amber storms into the guest bedroom and locks the door. What the hell? You're such an asshole. Why would you invite me down here only to act like a prick? You basically ignore me the whole time, and when you're not ignoring me, you're being mean. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I've treated you to nice meals, taken you to my club, had you stay in my gorgeous apartment. And you've treated all the servers like shit along the way, you screamed at your mom in front of me, and asked me to get another girl's number for you. You're gross. Why don't you come out of there and we can talk it out? Leave me alone. Amber refuses to relent and stays in the guest bedroom for the rest of the night. At 5 in the morning, she calls herself a car and goes to the airport, a full 8 hours before her scheduled flight back to New York City. At 7 in the morning, she receives a phone call from Jeffrey. 
You didn't have to leave without telling me. I could have gotten you a car at the airport. Oh, just like you got me a car from the airport? I'm still waiting for you to Venmo me the money for the cab I took and for the bar tab at the club yesterday. Fine, Amber. Just hang up and I'll send it to you now. Jeffrey hangs up. Moments later, Amber looks at her phone and sees a Venmo notification. But when she opens the application... Wait, this isn't right. Hold on, the note says yesterday's lunch. He's actually charging me? What a fucking cocktard. Too Old Today was created by Mike Tanzillo and Brad Garoon. This episode was written by Brad and Mike. Our theme music is Loveless by GoGo Ghost. Stalk us on social media at Too Old Today. If you have questions, comments, or the unbearable desire to be an angry troll, email us at info at tooltoday.com. Want to share your dating stories? Give us a call at 718-559-1040 and leave us a message with your story. If we get really good ones, we'll play them on the show. For more info, visit tooltodate.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows, pay for more dates, and <clears throat> maybe give the narrator a raise. Darkest night, and we will glow in our places anymore. Cause you're right, and I was too. We won't try. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.